Welcome to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez, the podcast that offers practical advice and tips on how to run and grow your small business. The How of Business helps aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners achieve their definition of success and overcome challenges that get in their way. This podcast series focuses on the everyday common business issues, challenges, and opportunities that face the small business owner. So here now are your hosts of The How of Business, David and Henry. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. This is Henry Lopez, and my guest today is Lee Martinuzzi. Lee, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you going? I'm doing great. We're excited to have you. Let Thanks me... for having me on, Henry. Oh, it's our pleasure. Let me uh, tell our listeners a little bit about you, and then we'll we'll get into it. Lee is a business owner, a motivational speaker, an author, and he's known as the hidden why guy, the hidden why guy. He helps his clients with lifestyle and business design. Uh, he helps people go from living a life they hate to living a life they love. He assists people via speaking, coaching, writing, and he's also a podcaster. Uh, during his time working for large corporations and senior executive positions, Lee realized that it wasn't the life he wanted. Uh, he made a decision to design his life to give him more freedom, fulfillment, and happiness. And we'll chat about those things specifically. And he has successfully transitioned from a dissatisfying existence, as he puts it, to life with greater purpose. Now he pays forward what he has learned to help others do the same, which starts with finding your hidden why. He's the author of The Four Pillars of Success and the soon-to-be-released Delegate to Freedom. And he's also, as I mentioned, a podcaster. He's the host of the Hidden Why podcast, uh, which I have listened to on iTunes. So in this episode, we're going to chat about Lee's entrepreneurial journey, how he got to where he is today, finding your hidden why. We'll ask some questions related to that and what he means by that and then other productivity tips and advice for small business owners. He currently resides in Japan. And so once again, Lee Martinuzzi, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you, Henry, and uh, thanks for the introduction. I, I, I do love the bio <laughs> because um, it's just well-crafted, isn't it? But uh, yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. So I guess we'll start with the obvious. What uh, took you to Japan? I have a value and deep curiosity for no, oh, there's a couple of reasons really, but one is adventure. I like to uh, go on adventures, but I'm also very curious, um, very generally unsettled. I like to change and I like to experience new things. Um, so that gives me the the value of you know adventure and and curiosity to experience new cultures. So that's reason why I shipped over here. I was in Australia and um, just with my partner, we were driving along uh, in Tasmania. We had a, a few weeks off over Christmas, about oh, over a year ago now, and. Uh, yeah, we're just enjoying the drive. It was very beautiful through the country and had the two kids in the back. And I just said to my wife, I said, let's let's do something else. I mean, this feels good. Let's let's go for another adventure. Wow. And uh, she agreed. She's always supported me, which is nice to have. And um, that day I just sent out a few messages. I found a connection here in Japan and was able to get myself and family over here um, within not too much time. So, yeah, lots lots to, to sort of go through in your mind there as, as regards to change and is it the right decision, et cetera, et cetera, uh, plus all the organizing and packing and all that sort of stuff as well that comes with such a move. But we did it, and, you know, within a few months we were in Japan from that, that thought to um, actually having it happen. I guess that gives you a bit of an idea that I, I like to just take action. Um, sometimes it's detrimental because sometimes <laughs> I just act quickly without even thinking and sometimes you know there is a bit more thought behind it and 
uh, at the end of the day, I think we we need to act. You know, we need to just do stuff and stop waiting. Um, and that's certainly, you know, gives me insight into another aspect and, and uh, sort of a strength of mine, which is, you know, effectiveness. I'm, I'm quite effective and that's because I'm very conscious of time and very, you know, in a sense, impatient. And that's, again, a good trait and a bad one, but um, certainly it, it makes who I am. Yeah. Have you always been that way, even back to childhood? Yeah, I reflect on that uh, from time to time, and, and I, I think it, it has been the case. Um, I was the youngest of four boys, and so I, I sort of had to learn to be, you know, more independent. And, yeah, I just I didn't like sitting around. I remember my mates used to always <laughs> get upset with me because I used to always go, oh, I'm bored, let's do something, let's go, let's do something. And, um, yeah, certainly I remember them, you know, sort of <laughs> finding that a bit curious, I guess. So, yeah, a little bit impatient throughout my life, certainly always – um, precious with time and I don't really know where that's come from maybe it's it's just from observing my mother she's you know quite a busy person as well and always on the go um, so yeah maybe it's it's just rubbed off in that sense as well but you know for me more recently it's just a matter of you know I know that that someday that this life that I'm experiencing will end and that I'll you know I'll be in my deathbed and for the time that I have now, I really want to to make the very most of it. There's a few things that, that drive me to what I do now. And one is I don't want to look back and go, geez, I wish I, I did more of what I wanted to do in life um, because that would seem like a waste to me. I, I think I've, you know, again, it depends on your religion and your outlook. I, I get this experience. I don't know what's beyond this experience. I don't know if anyone can claim to know what's beyond this experience. Um, but for me, it is this experience. And when it ends, it ends. And so I don't want to look back on a life going, geez, I wish I, I didn't spend, you know, 60 years, uh, you know, working in a job that I didn't like or something like that. So that's one thing that drives me. And the other thing is I'm very compassionate. I I have a high level of empathy and, and certainly I hate to suffer myself. Most people do. Um, but, yeah, I hate, you know, to, to feel that pain and suffering in life because, it, again, it takes you away from the moment that you're existing. And I hate when I see other people suffering and, and perhaps it's just a perception or a perspective from my my um, from my angle, but generally I can I can look out there and I can see when people are sort of suffering, and it just doesn't make me feel that well. So I, I don't want to live in regret. I don't want to live in suffering, and I don't want other people to do that either. Which is sort of why the hidden why exists um, to help me uh, inspire other people and motivate other people to to live life more fully. Um, so that's sort of yeah gives you yeah. a bit of insight into what I'm doing. Yeah, lots of insight. I appreciate that. And we'll, we're going to dive into some components of that. But let's take it back a little bit. So obviously, as you said, and then if you can't gather from the accent, you grew up in Australia. And if I got it right, you studied um, commerce, marketing, HR management, those types of things in college. Back then, what did you think you would be when you grew up? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to be an architect when I was at school for a while. Um, to a point where I actually wanted to go to Italy to study. And that was probably when I was around 13. Um, and I actually went to an English, uh, Italian language school to, to learn the language because that was my passion at the time. There was a part of me that wanted to be a chef at some stage early on. That's just a passion of mine. I love cooking. Always been around food. Uh, but when I left school, I didn't really know, to be honest. I, you know, like most of us, and I, I, I guess that's, another part of the reason why I like to do what I do as well, because for, for many years I was just misdirected and lost and on a track that wasn't my own journey in life. And so I left, I left school and did what most people did and what I thought was expected, I guess, to a sense, which was, you know, go to university and, and I went to university to study 
engineering because that's where my studies showed that I was strong. I was certainly, you know, a good student in mathematics and science. So that just sort of made sense to me. But I quickly flunked from that and dropped out after a few months and went uh, went into chefing following that passion. And that passion didn't last either. I, I, I dropped out of that um, soon after and just decided that that restaurant industry wasn't for me. It's not where it's not what made my passion of cooking, you know, really come alive. Um, so I, I did some cooking and some stuff in between for a year. And then I went back to uni and, as you said, studied Bachelor of Commerce Marketing and Management and had really no idea why I was doing that. It just seemed like a good course. I had a bit of curiosity for marketing and, and influence, I guess, and um, thought that would be a good option. So I did that and I finished my three years and I got offered honours at the end of it because I, I did all right in my last year. And um, I decided to to decline that offer and I just went traveling. I thought, you know, what else is there to do? And again, I couldn't see myself getting into a job in marketing or management. Um, they just didn't seem that, that the motivation for me to do that. I didn't, I didn't feel it the best path for me. So I just said, well, what's the best next thing? Let's go traveling and, and see what else comes. Um, so that's what I did. So to be honest, yeah, Henry, I don't know uh, what I was supposed to do or what I wanted to do. I just followed, you know, what was the best next option. And I think that's what a lot of people set out to yeah. do. Did you envision or did you have an inkling that you would want to be your own boss or was that just a foreign concept at that point? Yeah, look, at, at, well, I was always a bit of an entrepreneurial type as a kid. Um, you know, from, from an early age in elementary school, I used to make trinkets and bits and pieces and sell them at school. Um, I, I defined myself at some point as the richest kid in grade seven, <laughs> uh, you know, because I did. I, I just sold things and I had a pocket full of money all the time. My brother used to come after me and um, <laughs> try and take my money. So, um, yeah, I was always that, that way inclined. And, and again, being quite independent, I was always looking for ways to make money because I knew money could, you know, get me new experiences and get me what I wanted in life. So that's what I did. And I, I set out, I, I had a job, my first real job before I was apps, uh, actually legal to have a job. And that was washing dishes. So, you know, always been, been fond of, you know, working and, and earning, earning a dollar. And there was a bit of an entrepreneurial streak in me as well. But at the time when I finished school, I didn't have any idea of what entrepreneurship was. Um, and certainly didn't think it was a path that I would be pursuing in life as I am now. Yeah. Um, and look, it's not for everyone. It, it's some people, you know, are made for it. Some people aren't. And it certainly comes with its challenges. And I'm still, as you said at the start, I'm, you know, decided to redefine my life and, and, and redesign my life how I wanted to, to truly live. And that's still a work in progress. That's continual. It, it doesn't stop. So let me ask you about that. And so you said you, not everybody's made for it. What are some of those characteristics that you think um, – lean or lend themselves to us becoming entrepreneurs? I suppose for me, I mean, the biggest thing that was, you know, a tell, well, the biggest thing that it still is a telltale sign that makes me want to be an entrepreneur is that I just, I find it hard to, to be locked into a rigid schedule. And I find it hard to take, you know, um, direction from others. Um, so, you know, being my own boss makes a lot of sense for me personally. That's not the case for everyone. I think, you know, a lot of people um, find it beneficial to have that rigid structure. And certainly it depends on, on their personality. For me, I have a rigid structure. You know, I, was, I get up at 4.30 every morning. Um, you know, I have certain times where I do things, but that's because I've, I've got a high level of self-discipline. Maybe not everyone has that. Um, and other people just like it. People like to, you know, rock up to a nine o'clock job and, and finish at five and know that they've 
done their day's work and can go home and, and focus on other habit, um, you know, passions, etc. So it really just depends on the person. But for me also, you know, being um, restricted to that schedule just gave me a sense of or, or lacking of freedom. I really wanted to, to have the freedom with my time. And again, that comes back to my, my time consciousness. I don't want to have to be um, locked into times where, you know, things might be wasteful. And certainly in the jobs that I've had in the past, there was so much time that's wasted. And I just, you know, I found that quite frustrating. You know, I just wanted to get out there and do things. But also I'm, I'm very I'm creative. I'm very ambitious in my own ideas and ways. And I want to pursue those things. And certainly working for, you know, companies and other people, they, they again, they have to have their rules and, and ways of behaviors because that's how it operates better with, with a, a large number of people. But certainly for me, that was very restrictive too because I, I didn't have that, uh, you know, self-expression or creativity uh, outlet there. So that's another reason why I'd like to pursue entrepreneurship. Um, so, yeah, it's not for everyone. Like if you're, if you're certainly not, you know, disciplined to the freedom that can come from being an entrepreneur, like the time, the time freedom, um, it can be very hard. Like you can find yourself just, you know, kicking back or relaxing off or drifting off and not really working with purpose. Um, so that can be hard, but also the the financial aspects of it too. People find that very scary, I guess. Um, you know, there's there's two needs that we have, and that's you know certainty and uncertainty. And certainly, you know, having a secure job where you can rock up, you know, you're going to get paid weekly the same amount. That creates a great level of security and certainty in one's life, and that's what people thrive on. Um, I feel that I'm inclined the other way. I thrive on uncertainty, um, which is kind of strange. But certainly, if I look back over my history. I seem to push myself into into zones that are very uncertain and very uncomfortable. And, you know, even right now living in Japan, there's there's a there's a high element of that. Um, so I, I seem to enjoy that. But there's something about it that just, you know, whilst it can be challenging and, and hard sometimes. And sometimes I, you know, over the last few years, I've looked back and thought maybe I should, you know, just get a job and and live on that that certainty street. But um, it's not what I want to do. It's it's certainly not aligned with my wife. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. Lots shared there. I appreciate that. So you did obviously then go on to have a career in management and in sales and operation, even in real estate. And then what brought you to eventually say, all right, now I know and I think or I think I know what I want to do for myself in starting your own business. How did that come to be? Yeah, it's really just taking the journey. Um, to be honest, Henry, I don't think I have a formula or a rule for anyone, but um, certainly, I, again, as, as I just stated, I, I don't mind that uncertainty and that change. And I'm happy to, to go sort of where the flow takes me. Um, and that's, you know, that certainly not always been the case. Like when I left college and finally got back to Australia, I um, had a lot of people sort of, well, I had that expectation that was there that I had to settle, settle down. You know, we've all heard settle down, get yourself a job and a house and a family. Um, which I think is rubbish. I don't think we have to settle down. I think life is not about settling down. I think that's that's crazy. And that's when a lot of people fall into stagnation as I did. Um, but anyway, I did that. I got a job. I got a high paying job in uh, corporate management um, over looking at a bunch of stores, retail stores. And it was fantastic. Look, I learned a heck of a lot about myself and about management and about people um, and certainly loved loved the the role. It was really demanding, um, high responsibility, um, you know, highly task driven and discipline driven. And certainly, I thrived on in that environment. And then after that, I went into another major startup retail 
in Australia and was the founding member of that business. Um, and that was, you know, quite, quite rewarding as well. And eventually, um, as they opened the doors and they got a big chunk of reality, um, they realized that they, they couldn't do certain things the way they were doing it. And that changed the culture that they set out to create dramatically. And I didn't like that. I thought this is, you know, I wasn't a part of this. I was a part of this culture. And now we're, we're just going back to a, another, another culture that just, yeah, no, again, wasn't right for me because I was, I was a big part of recruiting for that, that business, um, and creating that culture. So certainly I left there and went into real estate and I, I went into real estate purely because I, I wanted that sense of freedom, that time freedom. As I said, I, when I left retail, I was working, you know, retail hours, weekends, nights, etc. locked into schedules, um, you know, working, you know, significant hours, but nothing that I haven't been used to. But certainly, you know, when you have events on, like you want to get away to, you know, a, a wedding or something like that, it's it's more difficult to take that time off in that in that uh, career. So I didn't like that. I wanted that freedom back where I could actually just have the time off when I wanted the time off and essentially be my own boss. So real estate was that one that I found. It allowed me to still work hard, still make a good income or potentially a good income and have that level of freedom as well. In my first year of retail, I made over 200,000 commission. Uh, I wrote over 200,000. So, you know, it was quite a good year for me. A lot of agents wouldn't do that in their first year or ever. Um, and that's just because I worked hard, but I still had time off. Like I still had more than five weeks holiday that year. Um, you know, there was, there was uh, lots of lots of freedom to it. Um, but again, after a few years, I just sort of felt that really wasn't the, the way for me to go. And, and I found that there was something missing inside me. I felt this like sense of emptiness, um, which is funny because we're all essentially empty <laughs> when we think about it scientifically. But hey, I found this sense of emptiness and I was going, well, what is it? Like I thought freedom was, was what life was all about. And that's what I've always been driven by. I thought freedom is it. You know, I've always been driven to, to get that job, to earn that money because I thought that'll give me more freedom. And when I had the money and I had the time sort of freedom, you know, aspects, elements of my life, you know, sorted out, there was still something missing. I was going, well, what is it? And then I, I realized that it was the lack of fulfilling work. I wasn't doing anything that was giving me great fulfillment. And yes, there was elements of both corporate management that were great. There was elements of real estate that were great. But there was something that was lacking, and that was that fulfilling piece. And at that time, I was into The Hidden Why. I created a blog called The Hidden Why. And I was certainly into personal development and I was learning a heck of a lot. And I just felt addicted to personal development. I, I, I had this just amazing passion for it. And I think it's because of really what I was getting from it personally. And I wanted to share that with other people. I really wanted to, you know, write about it and, and share it out, my experiences, my lessons, my learnings, so other people could perhaps be benefit from it as, as I did. Um, because I started feeling, you know, a lot more happy and content about life at that stage. So when I realized that fulfillment, that peace needed to, to matter as well in life, um, and it came to me when I was delivering flyers on a scooter. I, I bought a scooter so I could deliver about 5,000 flyers to letterbox because I was a residential sales agent. So I'd deliver 5,000 flyers to letterboxes. And one day after a few years in real estate, I was just delivering them and I stopped and I just took off my helmet and I thought, what am I doing? Like, what is the sense of this? I'm stuffing paper into, you know, nice design paper, I might add, but paper into letterboxes and you know they're probably getting annoyed with me doing that or just not interested and most people aren't selling three percent of the marketplace seems to be selling at any one time at least at the stage i was in real estate 
So I was just like, what is the purpose of all that? How does that give me any great meaning? Like when I reach the end, when I'm 70, 80, whatever it might be, am I going to look back at that and say, well, I'm just glad I, you know, stuffed yeah. mailboxes for, for that time. It seemed like you just felt like you were going through the motions at, at that point. Um, and, and although you were making good money, it just wasn't, like you said, fulfilling your purpose. So today, what is your primary business today? So I focus on, on the hidden why. So I do some coaching, some speaking. And I'm an author as well. I'm currently writing a book, um, which is about the life compass, which you know we can probably explain a little bit today. Um, so that's that's my primary business. I've also got an outsourcing business, hence the um, the reason for the book, Delegate to Freedom. So that's okay. all about hiring virtual assistants and outsourcing. Um, I essentially started writing that book as an ebook, just to offer it as a, a downloadable uh, giveaway for for people that are interested in hiring virtual assistants. And then it just extended into a book. So it's it's a short book, but it's it's a book nonetheless. Um, so I've got that company as well. So we, we have a team in the Philippines and we help people, you know, anywhere really in the world if they want um, to free up a bit more of their time, get back a little bit more time by, you know, hiring a virtual assistant and delegating out some of those tasks and stuff that they perhaps shouldn't be doing or don't need to be doing or um, otherwise aren't doing but but should be doing. Yili, where are most of your clients? Are they all over the world or where are they mostly? Uh, mostly in, in Australia. It started when I was in real estate, that business. Mm. Um, so I hired a virtual assistant in my first year. I couldn't I couldn't justify the expense of hiring a PA. Um, so I found a virtual assistant and certainly that was part of the reason why I got more done and, and made such good um, you know income in that first year, even over the next few years. Um, so that's started in Australia. So most of my clients are Australian, New Zealand. Even uh, with the hidden why, your most of your coaching clients are in are still in that part of the world. No, they vary. I've I've had a couple in the states. Um, so yeah, it just depends on on who reaches out to me because I've got the podcast there now. So that yeah. that gives me you know the global reach, I guess. Sure. Um, so how, yeah, just how has it been living in Japan and now? So essentially, I mean, obviously you have a virtual business. How has that impacted how you do business and and just in general, you know, there's a lot of us that feel like, gosh, I'd like to do that, but I would lose so many clients if I couldn't meet them face to face. What have you found to be the reality of that? Yeah, I think it it depends on, on how you've set up your business. Um, if you need that face to face element, then that's just the reality of it. If you can separate yourself from that, then, then go for it. Um, certainly, you know, living in a different country isn't for anyone. I know it sounds attractive. Um, but there's, you know, certainly a lot of challenges with that. Like you're away from your family, your friends, and not everyone can handle that. We're, we're in debates now, um, myself and my wife, about, you know, what, what move we'll make next, whether we'll stay here in Japan. We do love it here. There are many elements of Japan, which is great. But, um, you know, there's that lacking of, of family and friends that we miss. So it's it's not for everyone. I would say, however, if, if someone is driven to, you know, go on that experience, then just do it. Um, I think... You know, it's, it's so easy to say, yeah, but if I do that, I'm going to miss out on some of my clients. But that's where you have to make that that balance in life and go, well, what's what's more important? You know, look at your values, look at your why, look at your dreams, look at the direction you want to take and say, well, look, if I go over there and that means I reduce my income by, you know, a, a substantial amount, how is that going to affect my life at the end of the day? And, and to be honest, Henry, I don't earn as much as I did when I was in um retail like i don't earn that much anymore but that's the lifestyle i want to live like i get to yeah. wake up i get to do stuff i'm passionate about i get to eat breakfast with my kids you know my two girls every morning i cook their breakfast and we sit there for about an hour an hour and a half so there's you know elements that i've, I've 
I guess, made sacrifices. People would say sacrifices. It's not really for me. And I've got all my needs covered. Like I live under a roof. I've got warm clothes. I've got beautiful food. I've got my, you know, my, my family with me. Um, so it just depends on what's important to, to you, I guess. And if the audience is out there is going, you know, I'm, I'd love to do that, but I'm going to sacrifice my money. Well, is it really all yeah. about money? You know, what is matters at the end of the day? Um, and I think that's what a lot of people miss out on. They think they have to be in this chase for promotions and money and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's rubbish. I, I used to think that. I used to, you know, I was in the corporate arena. I was earning lots of money. I had three investment properties, cars, families, etc. And then recently I've made the move to Japan. We sold all our properties except for one. Um, sold, you know, my car that I had, the, the dream car. And I've never been a car person, but I always loved a full drive. And I had a Land Cruiser, a Toyota Land Cruiser. I've seen a beautiful car and we sold all our possessions. It just, it doesn't really matter to me at the end of the day. Yeah. So, read, so uh, this, this aligns though, I have to think with your why, right? Mm, mm. So, so how, how does it tell me a little bit about more so we can start getting into this concept of the hidden why I'm assuming the life you're living now is in alignment or in better alignment with your why, correct? Yes. Yep. And what it, can you share a little bit about what that why is for you? Okay, for me, it, it's about family, it's about adventure, and it's about growth, and also giving back. I want to just be able to have have greater impact in in what I do. And as I said uh, previously, you know, living without that suffering and regret is what's important to me, and that's certainly where I want to have the impact in other people's lives as well, and help them to live in doing that with greater happiness. And I, I believe um, there is. A common goal for all humanity and I think that is to live with this deeper sense of happiness and unfortunately society's been sort of conditioned with this surface or superficial level of happiness as I call it and that's where we we find ourselves pacifying our life and our suffering with you know consuming things or um, going out there and just doing things that are momentarily sort of happiness driven like going to a party or going surfing or something like that but I think there is a diff deeper level of happiness that comes from connecting with your why. I've got a, a worksheet at my website, thehiddenwhy.com, called the Discovery Questionnaire. Um, it's it's about to be reworked, but it's still there available as it is. And that's really just a series of questions. It's like a workbook to, to run yourself through and, and connect with what's important to you, what's your why. And I, you know, people often go, well, what's my purpose in life and what should I be doing? It's not really a matter of, of giving you an answer and saying, this is your purpose, this is what you should be doing. I don't believe anyone really has that. And I've, I've asked everyone that's come on my podcast, I've said, you know, do we all have a why? A lot of people say yes. Um, but I, I really feel that we have to search for our why, we have to seek and we have to do that by taking our own journey in life. And that's when we really discover greater purpose. So I think the purpose of life is the purpose. Um, and if you're not really living aligned with your why, so the, what your value, what your passions are, what you dream about, um, what your needs and desires are, what your skills and talents are, then you're not living your own journey. And that's where we get that disconnect from, from our why. And that's when life becomes more sufferable. And certainly I think that's the case for a lot of us because we leave school. We don't know which way to go. We desire certainty. So we just take the path or the, the roadmaps that society has created and we seem to stick to them and then as we venture through we seem to get more comfortable you know we've got the job we've got the house and then we become more stuck in a sense as well following that and sometimes become stagnant you know we stop really living living life as it as it should be lived and and we find it harder to connect back with our wife 
Yeah. So, so, I, so let me interrupt if I could, Lee. So do you find or do you believe, maybe is a better way to ask it, that our why changes over time or evolves over time? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, you know, as I've ventured out and, and sort of followed my why as well, and I've done some work around what I call the life compass. So they're the elements I just mentioned before. So dreams, passions, uh, needs, talents, skills, and the other one, which was, I can't remember it right now. But <laughs> it'll, <laughs> it'll come ele- to you. <laughs> those, those elements of the, I just mentioned them before, those elements of the, the life compass, I believe once you sort of understand those and how they relate to you, then you can start making better decisions about what to do next or what action to take. And you become more purposeful in, in your decisions and your actions. And that's when you start really mm. following that journey. And as, as going back to your question, is it evolutionary? Yeah, I think our purpose is, you know, because as you start taking that journey that's your own, so you, you veer off the track of the status quo or the, the life map that, that the society has given us, and you start walking your own path, you start just seeing different things. You, you have different perspective. You start becoming more self-aware. And then you just sort of start following, you know, that direction that you really want to take more truly. And, and as you do that, opportunities come up and things that you never even perhaps would have realized otherwise, you know, present to you and you go, oh, geez, that looks like something I might be interested in. And you take that and that's what it's about. Like, it's just about following that and, and not being afraid of what might happen, you know, just go with that and see where it takes you. And as I said, I'm, I'm still designing my life, you know. Yeah. Uh, it'd be easy for me to sit here and say, yeah, I've got my why all figured out. I'm I'm, I'm a great coach and, you know, I'm a great author and this is what I'm going to do in life and that's going to be it. That's not true. I'm, I'm asking questions about what's next right now. You know, what do I want to do next? What's that next thing that I want to pursue? And at, at the moment, it's a project. I'm writing a book. But after that, I really don't know. You know, I'm just working on that project and then I'll go with whatever comes next. And that book might take me, I don't know, let's say it takes me to America and I go on a book tour. You know, that could come, but I don't know if that's the case right now. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think that's such a key, evolutionary. Yeah, such a key point. I, I think that's why people struggle so much with this question of what is your why, because it, it takes a while to uncover that and it evolves. And, and so it's almost like we're expected to have this you know, standard answer, not a standard answer, but a, a, this defined or definitive answer. And that's not always the case because to your point, and I think, and I, I think I gather why the hidden part of it is in there is that it's buried so deep because of everything you talked about that it, it, you're not just going to get it out of you in one exercise, right? It takes time. And I think that's the life compass approach, which we don't have time to get into in a lot of detail. That's what that's about is to help me uncover that slowly but surely. And then it's a journey more than here I am, right? Yeah. And anytime you need to, you get to that crossroad or you see an opportunity, what you do is you go back to your life compass and go, well, hang on, is, is this something that I should be pursuing? Like, how does that, how does that relate to my values? How does that relate to, you know, my, my future vision, my dreams, um, et cetera, et cetera. And when you have that there, um, you can, you can make better decisions and therefore take better action. And as you take action, you know, that, that why will evolve. You might find something else that you didn't know existed and then you'll go back to your life compass and go, well, hang on, maybe that's something that I value. Maybe that's something that's really important to me. And, and obviously, as time passes too, as you have children or grow a family, um, you know, your priorities are going to change, your values are going to change. So that's going to impact your life compass as well. So yeah, it, it'll certainly change and, and evolve over time. I believe there's there's three things that we need to do. One is know where you want to go in life and what your why is. 
Number two is awareness, create greater awareness, which I think we all could work with a much more level of intensity. And number three is just do the work, you know, do the work, take the action. Um, and I think with those thing, three things in mind, you'll live, a, you'll live a pretty good life. Yeah. So talking about doing the work, I think it maybe is a good time to segue into the, the latest book, Delegate to Freedom. Uh, what brought you to write this book? Um, as stated, I, I was just writing an ebook to really give people a understanding of what virtual assistants are and, and how they can go about using them and setting themselves up with them. And I started writing it and got carried away because I love writing. It's a passion of mine. And um, wrote, wrote many words and it turned into a book. So that's why I wrote it. So it really is a, a bit of a guide as to why, what the benefits are of hiring or outsourcing your work to virtual assistants and using them. And then the how-to as well, you know, how to get started, how to set yourself up and then how to manage the whole process as well. Um, so it's what more of a guide. You- what have you found, Lee, for small business owners in particular? We struggle with letting go, with delegating, with knowing how to do so, with identifying what we should really be working on. What have you found there, and how do you help clients kind of get over that? I think a lot of people want, you know, want to be in control, um, and they, I guess, it gives them a sense that, you know, things are going to be better off for it when they're in control. Things are going to work uh, as they should. I, I guess I learned to let go when I was in management. You know, I, I had large teams and I just couldn't do it all myself. And, um, you know, it almost, it almost feels like it's a sense of laziness. Like, why would I do it when, when other people can do it and they can probably do it better than me? Um, so certainly that's, that's my mindset, you know. And, and I guess for, for other people out there that have that trouble of letting go, um, they've just got to do it. If they keep holding on, they're just going to hold themselves back. So just look at things that really can be systemized and processed and outsourced easily enough whereby you know the outcome is not going to be detrimental um, to letting go and then just then just outsource that and you don't have to start with everything you don't have to give a virtual assistant your entire work day and say here take care of that no start with one task so if it's you know managing your social media accounts start with that just say hey this is what i do and this is exactly the process i want you to follow you can do video tutorials you can have face-to-face chats every week and then just say, there you go, go with it. And you can monitor them. I mean, the, the big thing that people don't let go, they, well, they, when they let go, firstly, they don't then follow up or monitor or, or give feedback. And that's detrimental because then they go back and go, oh, geez, what's happened over the last month? They haven't done exactly what I've said. And, oh, no, what's going on? And then they lose faith in the ability of outsourcing further work. So it's really essential that, you know, you, you follow that that procedure of delegate give clear instructions, make sure they understand, get clarification that they understand, and then follow up regularly with them. It's not a case of just letting go and walking away. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, people have to just give it a go. There's there's certainly ways I help people with that process, um, you know, by looking at your task list and saying, well, what are you doing daily at the moment? What's eating up a lot of your time? And then what tasks could be simply outsourced? Um, that you don't have to be doing. Like, you know, for me, when I started out, I was in real estate and searching for contact phone numbers. And that was probably eating up two hours of my time every day in the middle of the day when it was a bit quieter on the phones. And, uh, you know, it was just one of those tasks that really, when you look at it, it's so simple to do. And certainly for me sitting there doing it, it didn't make sense when I could get someone else to do it just as easily, if not better, for, you know, $7 an hour. So that's that's just how you have to look at it. And then you give it a go, you work on that. And once they become proficient at that, you can delegate and outsource more. And uh, look, I mean, if you look at a lot of the successful people, that's what they do. They find great people around them. Yeah. And then those great people, you know, help them do the work. Yeah, great, great tips there and great takeaways. 
thanks for sharing that. All right, let's turn it a little bit more personal again. Uh, you know, we've talked about fulfillment and happiness. How do you define happiness? How do I find happiness? Well, it, it's really, um, in a sense, living with without any suffering. Um, and I believe that we all are our own creators of our self suffering. Uh, our suffering I, I think that you know by the way we set up our lives and not follow the path that's true to ourselves and the things that we do they they cause us our suffering so really for me it, it's trying to remove as much as that as I can and it's it's a continual progress I just finished um, the end of the year with a with a short holiday and I reflected back over 2016 and said well what caused me a lot of the suffering in my life last year and I had to look at the things that did and and I said, well, how can I remove them from this this year so I can live with that greater, deeper sense of happiness? And really, for me, happiness comes from, well, number one, having a, a sense of freedom and fulfillment in what I do in life and how I live life. Um, so that sort of evolves. But it also comes from, well, it's, it's sort of stemmed from, you know, really following my own journey in life and then living this journey as, as I wish to live it. And I, I find greater content with that. Um, the other part to really helping uh, anyone I believe live with a greater sense of happiness is creating awareness greater self-awareness and that's what we talked about before but it's one of those practices that I started out when I got into personal development I heard everyone doing you know meditation and I thought what the hell is this meditation thing they're talking about I had no idea I don't know if I still have much of an idea but I started doing it so I just started sitting in my room in silence for 15 minutes and that still carries on today and as I've grown I've just learned to sort of switch off more and just remove myself from the environment and really reflect within as, as, as much as I can. The more I can do of that, the more content and calm I seem to be within the present moment and not worried about all the stuff of the future and not worried about all the stuff of the past. And when you can start to bring yourself into the moment more fully, that's when you can really live, you know, with, with less suffering and greater happiness. And the thing is that the, the future and if we look outside ourselves in comparison with the next door neighbors or whoever, it's so easy to become overwhelmed and become with, with that sense of being without, but we've got everything we need. Um, it's just a matter of perspective. Yeah. Wonderful. Thanks for sharing that. All right. Uh, we've touched on your two different companies and the services you offer, but I'd like for you to summarize that for us, if you would briefly, the virtual assistant services company is called what? Global Office Assistance, so they can okay. check it out if they want to at globalofficeassistance.com. Um, yeah, and if they've got any questions, they can set up an appointment to have a chat. Perfect. And then the, the hidden why, you offer coaching and what other types of services? Uh, mainly coaching, speaking. If, if anyone's uh, wanting me on their, their podcast or uh, you know a speaking gig that you know is aligned with what I talk about, then great. Um, but yeah, essentially, it's the coaching. I'm looking at doing a, a course at some stage. I'm still sort of you know, wondering if that's what I want to be doing or, or, or not. Um, but there, there might be an option for that at some stage as well. But for now, it's simply the coaching. Okay, fantastic. And then the book, which is coming, again, is called Delegate to Freedom. And I think you have an offer for a free download, correct? Yeah, yeah. They can go to thehiddenwire.com, jump onto the resources page, and they'll see the book image there, Delegate to Freedom. Um, if they click on that, there will be a link to Amazon or a link to enter a code. Now, the code that I'll give them is FREE, F-R-E-E, -E, all in capital, higher case letters. So if they type that in, they'll get taken to a screen where they can download a copy. Um, so it's, it's a PDF copy, yeah. That will be launched soon. And as I said, I'll be working on another, another book soon 
called the Ultimate Life Map, which will, should come out, you know, over the next few months, maybe by mid-year, a bit after mid-year. Oh, you're busy writing. Okay, well, thank you for that offer. That's a fantastic. And we'll have those details in the show notes page. If you missed that at uh, the How of Business, you'll be able to find those details on how to get a free copy of his book. All right, speaking of books, besides yours, is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend to our listeners? The one I always recommend that I loved, uh, it's just one I recommend, is Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen R. Covey. So that's certainly one I'd, I'd recommend for them to pick up and have a read if they're looking to become more effective in life. Yeah, it's a great, great book. One of my favorites as well. So we'll have a link to that one as well in the show notes page. All right, we'll wrap it up with this. Uh, what parting piece of advice or final thought do you have for our listeners? Parting, I always find this difficult because I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's think. I mean, our, our listeners are either aspiring to start their first business or are very small business owners like myself. I mean, this issue of delegation is yeah. a big one. So, but, but the whole why thing, since the focus really, I think, of this episode so, is going to be finding your hidden why. What's your last thought on that, on helping somebody find their hidden why? So look, I would suggest if someone's out there at crossroads and looking to start their own thing or do something different in life, reach out and find help. Like you can reach out to me. I, I do free consultation calls. So you can reach out and I can certainly give you some guidance then. But have a look around you. It doesn't have to be me. There's there's plenty of people out there that you know offer free free advice and help and suggestions. And it might just be a matter of talking to a good friend, you know, going out for coffee and saying, hey, look, this is where I'm at, because you can find real good trust and comfort in friends. Um, but, you know, ask someone, ask for help and, and, yeah, try and figure out that, you know, what's important to you and what direction will truly, you know, make you happy and lift you up. And you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to have a, a solid ingrained decision that says, hey, this is what I'm going to do and that's it. You know, just really think about what you want to do and then take that course and just know that you can always change. That things can always go back to the way they were or they can go on different tangents and take you to new places as well. Yeah, that's such a great point because I think sometimes we, we tell us that, that it's uh, there's no turning back from some decisions and that's not the case at all. No, no. Great. Good, good uh, observation, good feedback and thoughts. Uh, Lee, this has been great chatting with you. Thank you for taking the time, especially since you're all the way in Japan and it's early there. Uh, but thanks for sharing and being with us today on the show. That's been a pleasure, Henry. I've loved the format. Thank you. Folks, this is Henry Lopez, and you've been listening to another episode of The How of Business. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Stitcher, we would welcome and thank you for you to subscribe to our show. And we look forward to having you join us on the next episode of The How of Business. Thank you for listening to The How of Business with David Begin and Henry Lopez. We hope you found practical ideas to help you start, manage, and grow your business. If you enjoyed this podcast, leave a comment on iTunes and go by LevanteBusinessGroup.com and learn more about Levante's resources to help you with your small business. Until next time, thanks for listening and go live your dream.